call very creative evaluation methods, have you? Who wants to? Emily, first? do you have any weird things? <laughs> You just um, turned my word creative into weird? Is that, is that the... I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which I thought was really creative, but I feel like might have been done regardless of the... Right. It's got nothing to do pandemic. with... Pandemic. <laughs> but it is creative or weird, That's however really cool. you want to look at it. But a second-hand emotion. Welcome to What's the Law Got to Do With It, a lighthearted look at life in law school. I'm Professor Richard Haig. And I'm 3L law student Felicity Rudan. Good afternoon, Felicity. How are things today? Just great. Living the dream, as usual. So my question for you today, since I know a couple of podcasts back, you wanted to make sure that your intro sounded like Adam. <laughs> Do you think do you think you've got it? Have you nailed the Adam intro? I gotta say that one felt pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I still feel like every time I I hear it, I'm like every time I you know, it's the first time you sent me the recording even, I was like, is that what my voice sounds like? <laughs> so I think it's gonna take some time. Okay. We'll ask you know, the best judge of this will be Adam. We'll have to ask him. Oh, that's to, a good point. To yeah. Tell you. Anyway, welcome as always. And we also have to welcome our guest. Uh we have Emily caught back for a second uh, podcast. We had Emily before. Happy to be back. <laughs> it's nice to have you back. Uh, so you told us a little bit about yourself, Emily, but you know what? Some people only listen to one podcast and not the other. So you kind of have to tell us a little bit about yourself again. But because other people have listened to the old podcast, your little bit about yourself has to be a little different bit about yourself. As well. Make up a fake identity. Yeah. Well, I will. <laughs> similar enough that the new person will know you and different enough that the old person will learn something different about you. How's that? That's a tough, tough, tough ask, isn't it? <laughs> so many curveballs today. <laughs> <laughs> you thought this was a break from work. Yeah. Um, so hello, my name is Emily. I am a 2L at Osgood Hall. And um, I really like the color green um, and have been watercoloring lately. Oh, that is an great. addition for you. You paint. You paint. <laughs> Again, badly um, to tie back <laughs> to the last time I was on. I don't do artistic things very well, but I will do them. <laughs> what, did, what did you do badly from the last time we were on? Photos. Photography. I do terrible photos. Uh, <laughs> I never, I, I just heard that you were a photographer. I, 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 when people say that they're terrible, I just ignore that part. I just assumed from the last yeah. time that you were on, we've learned that Richard is a terrible listener. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just trying to pretend we had not had a previous podcast uh, for those who are oh. listening for the first time. That's all. Uh, Emily, I never asked you, how do you, how do you know me? Why are you on this you, podcast? <laughs> I am on this podcast because I received an email <laughs> sometime in the summer um, from my previous PubCon professor in one it's another guest who I've taught in the past. I I try to get around that, and that's Felicity has been bringing in some new guests who ha I haven't taught, which is great. But yeah, I also have to fall back on old students who I've taught because it's we have a good relationship. So uh, now, now Richard, next, do you oh. prefer your criminal law students or your PubCon oh, students? Putting me on the spot because yeah, Felicity sure <laughs> was a public con law student, and Emily is a criminal law student. I'm also a public and constitutional student. You got your answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to answer anymore. 
<laughs> Only those um, the students who have both are the my favorites. Is that, oh, is that okay. it? Yeah. Do you have a course that you prefer teaching, or is that a is that a red button topic? We can't. No, no, I no, I no, I'm happy to answer that. I mean, I think because my area of research and writing interest is public and constitutional law, I do prefer to teach in that. But strangely enough. Uh, teaching other courses that I don't write and research in is is a, is a more of a challenge that I keeps me keeps me on my toes more I'd say because I have to really prepare more, uh, and I so in that in that sense that they're in, they're enjoyable. So I teach trusts, which I know you're taking Felicity. Oh yeah. And I teach criminal. Those are my two other kind of sidelight courses, uh, and I do enjoy both. But it's I could have gotten through all of law school only taught by you. Well, you would never. That would. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody having one prof through law school. Um, anyway, we've gone off. I'm way on a tangent because we for, we have to ask Emily the second question, which is your no. <laughs> uh, a TV show or movie that relates to law that you love, or even some other medium. If you just to give you additional options so this is a bit i'm not sure if it's fully falling under the gambit of law related um but i really enjoyed watching orange is the new black what the fuck look at you blondie what'd you do aren't you not supposed to ask that question i read that you're not supposed to ask that you read that well you studied for prison they're in prison. Yeah. prison. I think we've had that one before. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you're in prison, you can say you've got some connection to law. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But no, I'm going to say yes. That's a that's a surefire yes. Yeah, certainly. Thank you for it, accepting my answer. <laughs> at least it has the a, a, a connection as strong as Trailer Park Boys. One would say. <laughs> Well, you've clearly never taken property law with Karen Drake. Yeah, I know, but I've learned that. I've learned that that, that will come out in another podcast. But sure, it's uh, a little teaser. So, Emily, we 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 talked before about your experience, actually in Hong Kong during a pandemic, and how that helped you or prepared you for this current thing. And we talked about your first year experience. What else do you want to? What what else do you want to talk about? I'm Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, me or Felicity or both of us. This is her podcast now. (laughs) I'm taking over. Give me the headphones. I will need a new host next year when Felicity leaves. So if, uh, is that what you're, are are you auditioning here? Are you, yeah, is that what you're doing? (laughs) My debut. Um, I was just wondering how, how you went about the process of preparing to teach over Zoom. And how you're finding that. I'm not finding it all that easy, frankly. Um, it's certainly different. I, the good, the one thing that I had done in the past is taught some courses at our professional development center. Osgood has a professional development center, and we do a lot of uh, video r- video teaching. We have for years there, and so I have taught a course in federalism. A grad, it's all for graduate students. I've taught a course in federalism whereby I would have had, say, 20 students, 12 of whom were in Toronto and eight were on video. So just getting used to teaching people on video, I, 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 unlike some of my colleagues where this was their first ever time doing so, I've had experience. That helped a little bit. But uh, it's still difficult because I think that 
especially for one else. I just kind of put myself in their shoes. What is it like to come to law school where you're learning something so new and so different and, you know, complicated and you've got really, really talented colleagues and you're suddenly having to learn all of that through a mode of teaching that's not ideal. It's, I, I try to think what's the best way to teach it. So my, my approach has been to create a lot of, uh, what I call podcasts, just very short 15 minute podcasts. And you would know that Emily from before, cause I did that <laughs> at the end of last year. But I think to, instead of teaching two hours by zoom, I, I just prefer to break it up and to, uh, give the students manageable chunks and also pre-recording allows them to watch whenever so we don't have to rely on you know a two-hour zoom session and a part of me learned that this summer because i was in the middle of a zoom conference for some other reason and i lost power <laughs> at home and my no my zoom just, it just died and i realized you know you gotta that can, could happen that could happen and so I thought I'll at least try and get most of this content down asynchronously, as they call it. That was that. I realized I need to charge my laptop, so I'm just going to do that right now. <laughs> She's going to drop off, and we'll know why. Um, Richard, to to respond to that, and then I think I'm going to ask Emily the same question. Um, and just as a, a bit of a wind up, um, I think this could be helpful to some of our listeners who are either getting started in law school or adjusting to being remote, anything like that. Um, I think all of my props have been super um, kind of receptive to like what is working for you and what's not. Um, and something that I think is missing from all of my classes. So I'm going to throw it as a, a recommendation to Richard okay. and then see if Emily has any similar recommendations. Um, so we've talked about, Richard and I have talked about this before, that I pre also prefer the asynchronous because there's nothing worse than like sitting on a Zoom chat and then someone interrupts with like an erroneous question, like a completely out of left field question. And so I like the asynchronous. And then I like having like a short discussion session with the whole class if that works for the course. But something I think that everyone is missing is like an office hours period, because there's a lot of times when I have like pretty specific questions that I don't want to derail like everybody's time with. But I do. I miss that one on one contact that you have when you like go up to the prof at the break in class and things like that. Um, and I think it's, it's a little more organic. So, Emily, is there anything that you think would be a good addition to your Zoom education so far? Yeah, no, I have to echo that. And um, I really appreciate that you brought up the whole asynchronous and that you're incorporating that into your lectures um, because Zoom is so exhausting sometimes. Um, yeah. And I like to keep my cameras on because I heard from some profs that they prefer sort of having sort of that feedback when they are teaching. Um, but being on camera for some reason for all that time, I'm exhausted at the end. and. It's, it, it would be nice to sort of have those smaller chunks to just listen to. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. The office hours are great. Um, a lot of professors sort of have office hours by appointment, but I always feel like I'm imposing for some reason. I feel really, really annoying <laughs> sending an email being like, hey, I have a five minute question. Um, can I hop onto your Zoom? And um, I think in another class actually earlier this week, I messaged the professor asking if he had five minutes at the end of the class because what I usually would do is I would hang back behind class, but you can't really yeah, do that absolutely. in Zoom because the yeah. prof will just end the meeting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's no hanging around in Zoom. That's the... Yeah. Um, so well, it's just almost... having those like spaces for students to come to you to like ask those one minute kind of 
small questions I think would be helpful. Well, your wishes, uh, your uh, Felicity, it's as if you, I, I cannot tell the listeners this, that we did not pre, uh, we didn't do this in advance. We didn't, because I, I already do that very thing that you suggest I should ah. do. So I, I have my, after my, uh, for an hour and a half on one day of the week, I have like a, I just log on to Zoom and it's an open virtual office and people can just drop in and out. Um, and I think that's worked. I have definitely have some students come in. The only problem is Zoom cuts out after an hour if you do nothing on it. So I, I learned that the first week when nobody showed up for the first hour and Zoom cut out. But then I... You have to sign in on another account and well, log into your own no, office hours. All you have to do, I think you just have to move the mouse a few times or something and it resets the oh. clock So or some. Anyway, you have to play with Zoom or, you know, click on one button on Zoom and then it resets it. So it, you can stay open for or stay on Zoom for an hour and a half. Uh, and I, so my suggestions are useless to you. That's <laughs> well, what, that's one way of looking at it. I, <laughs> I, I think you've just, you, no, all you've done is affirmed what I already thought was the right thing to do. And now I've got feedback from you too. I, I, let's hope we should ask the listeners for any other suggestions because there's got to be other ideas that people have seen in practice that work. And, and uh, yeah, I'm totally open to that. It's all a learning experience for all of us, right? The, did you, have you either of you ever taken a course before this March, let's say, of that was done over video or or anything or distance learning, anything like that before? I haven't. No. No. It's pretty. It, it was rare until this year, I think. Right? Yeah. Except, I mean, there are universities that are distance universities, but they were all they're all considered second rate or. Fifth, fifth <laughs> oh, so now what what are we now jeez all right well now all yeah even harvard is now second rate. we're all second rate so, yeah <laughs> no in fact those universities probably are better at it than than the ordinary universities that have never done this before it'd be interesting to know i, I it'll be a after this is all over that would be a, a really fascinating study to see how i do have a class um admin law it's taught by professor Rehag. Um, and I understand that he actually already intended to run it online um, in winter semester last year, which was good timing, I guess. Yeah, um, he was way ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he saw it coming. Um, Except I think uh, the funny thing about that class is it was supposed to be the one that's different to give you a little bit of an alleviation <laughs> from the rest of your course load. And uh, now, yes, he, that's exactly right. <laughs> He thought, oh, I'm going to, this will be another way of learning that nobody else is doing. Well, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Do you know anybody, but, yeah. do you have friends in other law schools who actually are attending live classes? Or do you have, do you have anybody at Osgood that's attending a live class that you know? So I have a friend at U of T Law um, who was supposed to do um, in-person classes, or at least some of them were supposed to be in person. And I think at the last minute, his professor ended up deciding to do um, online only. Um, but I have been seeing um, my friends show me their lectures where they sort of broadcast the entire lecture hall with the in-person cohort on it. Oh. And so it's sort of very interesting to sort of see like these rows and rows where like lots of students would have been and there's like five of them um, incredibly spaced out. <laughs> okay. That is wild. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> listening we did we recently learned just this year the one thing i thought that i was going to have on in person this year was a moot um and we learned this week that it will be wah, 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 <laughs> on zoom 
Yeah, a Zoom so, moot. Not looking forward to that, but what can you do? <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I imagine it'll be help, like formatted the same way, just over Zoom. Well, we don't have the rules yet, so uh, I'll let you know. But uh, it is quite a mystery. I did have a, a moot on Zoom for a final in constitutional litigation last year. And I got to say, it was not not what I would have chosen, but it, it did it did go pretty well. It wasn't as disruptive as you would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I wonder also if people, profs in particular, are going to be thinking of different ways of evaluating because of the the online Zoom experience, other than, you know, already a lot of us are doing, uh, take, well, what I call take-home exams, but just giving students a bit more time, for instance. But uh, there might be other really creative things that people are doing. I don't know. You haven't heard of anything in any of your classes yet that you would call very creative evaluation methods, have you? Who wants to go Emily, first? do you have any weird things? <laughs> You just um, turned my word creative into weird. Is that, is that? The... I did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing a lot less. I think I only have one um, big final exam this year. I'm out of my courses. Um, one thing that was really interesting to me about the prison law seminar that I'm taking is that we are, um, one option is that instead of an essay, we're producing a public legal education resource. Um, mm which I thought was really creative, but I feel like might've been done regardless of the Right, it's got nothing to do pandemic. with <laughs> But it is creative or weird, That's however really cool. you want to look at it. <laughs> Felicity, <laughs> Felicity likes her 100% exams, we know that. I love them. Although honestly, really? I gotta say, I, I love them in regular life. And I have to say, I, I wish that we were just pass fail now because I, I am not a good online learner. I don't like it. Um, and I, it also has just kind of made me think when I did my grad school, it was, um, pass, it was a professional program pass fail and you had to get a 70 to pass. And when I look back at it, like the amount that we helped each other and like really focused on what was important. And it was honestly such a great way to actually learn the material. Yeah. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, maybe my hundred percent exam is despite the fact that I, I may be pretty good at them. I, I don't know that it's the best way to train lawyers. Not a good way to learn that. That's been proven. In fact, when you start clerking, you're going to have to basically learn everything all over again because <laughs> <laughs> the exams will have, you'll have lost the knowledge you gained from exams. It's part of my longstanding low level doom that I have at all times. So thank you for bringing that to the surface. Oh, I, yeah. You, you know, for <laughs> sure, you know, for sure, you're, you're, you learn more preparing for the Wilson moot than you ever do for a hundred percent final, don't you think? Oh, by far, yeah. by far. So. If anyone is out there is, is wondering if they should do a moot, I have never learned more in my life. <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah. It's another, another way. Uh, so I think so. This is uh, this is really good, and I think one of the things Felic- this is kind of to Felicity, but Emily, you can chime in as well. But the idea is maybe we should have a pretty consistent discussion with our guests about the Zoom experience that's happening right now. And I think because I think that everybody's going to have a slightly different perspective, and you know, the more that we learn about this method of learning, I think the more we can help people out. So. Unless, is there anything else you want to add, Emily? We're getting, again, close to time, so. Um, I just wanted to echo, I guess, Felicity's um, discussion about. (laughs) No, it was very well put. Um, Because I did Parkdale over the summer, and 
the experience of sort of working with five other, uh, four other students and just putting our heads together when something came up and just sort of having those weekly discussions where we would share sort of something that we've been struggling um, with in terms of our own casework um, and being able to learn from the experience that other students had and or being able to walk other students through what you did. Um, I feel like I learned a lot more this summer um, than well, I don't want to just trash my one L experience. Look, there's a happy medium. Your one L experience yeah. can still be good. This it was. It absolutely was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I think it provided a really good foundation. But in terms of just the speed with which I pick things up and sort of just learning things um, practically and how to put them in action, um, I got a lot more a lot more familiar um, than I think I would have in terms of like a Zoom lecture style class yeah and i i do think that is my biggest worry that even though you know zoom and online learning is even you're even gonna the retention of knowledge is going to be even less than it is with a hundred percent finally in a live classroom for instance i i do worry about that but again we we, we do what we can and we'll manage um i do i get the last question this time felicity i think last time you're I had emily so i've got a weird one though for emily Creative. You exhibited. Creative. A, a, yeah. Oh, a, well, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll call it creative. You're right. I should have called it creative. But I don't know if you realized it, but that was a very skillful way that you turned what you're a guest on this show, but you ended up turning the tables on the hosts. And I just wondered if that is that something you actually have learned and practiced? Or did you just Not come to that net? Oh. <laughs> Well, you should well keep that. That's a that's a good skill. Thank you. <laughs> As a lawyer, <laughs> although you don't want to turn the tables on the judges if you ever become a litigator, that's probably not a good a good piece of advice. But <laughs> but in negotiations, so I don't think they would like that. Uh, yeah, no. I, so that wasn't really a question. It was more like a comment, but or an observation. But I I, I enjoyed being asked questions as a host. That's so rare. <laughs> Intent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a we got a real gunner for a podcast yeah, spot know, here, and, I, and yeah, that, I gotta say, she's the only person who's gunning for it. So that's looking well, good for so, you. Yeah, always. so far she's probably at the top of the heap, right? Yeah. Well, the top Bottom of the heap. And and <laughs> put it on your resume. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have gotten our first ever uh, fan mail. So uh, that's what the kind of thing you would be walking into. So it's a good thing to aim for, for sure. That's right. We, Tell me more about this fan mail. That's uh, so exciting. <laughs> we, we, look, I don't, we can't blow our own horn too much, but somebody emailed us or emailed me and then I passed it along to Felicity uh, saying that they emailed were, Adam, really? Yeah, they were, <laughs> they were sad to see Adam go, but they're hoping that the podcast would continue. And so I said, of course it is. And we have more in store for you. Uh, and I don't even know where this person comes from. It's not a lawyer, I don't think. Price Waterhouse. Cooper. I won't say anything more. <laughs> it's really sweet, though. <laughs> it is. It is. As Felicity said, fan mail. It's good. Good to get. I thought it was Adam who would email us. <laughs> it's uh, with like some, when he called the voicemail himself. Yes, yes. I thought it was that, but no. Unless he's really devious, it was not Adam. So it's a legitimate <laughs> piece of fan mail. All right, Emily. Thank you again. That was a lovely little time we had together. Uh, I hope it wasn't Zoom fatigue for you going through this all good yeah. have the time of my life <laughs> all right thanks again 